Welcome, brothers and sisters, to Season 2 of Twisted Perspective. We here at Twisted want to tell you, our listeners, thank you guys. You guys made Season 1 a tremendously wonderful success. In our first six months, we reached well over 1,000 downloads. Our Scrambled Dozen prayer team has been busy. They received many prayer requests. We've received tremendous testimonies of God working some pretty miraculous healings. We've also received testimonies of God making some supernatural financial provision, as well as some testimonies of relationships being restored. Glory to God! So we here at Twisted would like to say thank you guys and may God abundantly bless you and your families for your continued and faithful support of this amazing ministry that the Lord is using to touch many lives in some pretty incredible ways. Without you guys, there is no Twisted Perspectives. So what do you say? Are you ready to kick off Season 2 of Twisted Perspectives? Are you ready for me to twist your perspective? (laughs) We're coming to you from the hills of Cherokee County, Oklahoma. I am your Twisted host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, on today's episode, I want to start off with a different type of praise report. As you're probably aware, we always try to start off each episode with a praise report from a prayer request. But today, I want to offer a praise report from a different twisted perspective, so to speak. One night, our prayer team was on a group text message, and we were discussing uh, the matters of a couple of prayer requests. And it was a comment was made from one of our team members down in Abilene, Texas. Her name is Andrea. She made the comment that wouldn't it be cool if Aaron Michaels and Twisted Perspectives could come to Abilene, Texas and do a service in the Abilene High School parking lot. And we all made our comments and jokes about it, and uh, we went on about our business. Well, what started off as a joke a few months ago has actually, as of today, turned into a reality. It is official. The recording artist, Christian recording artist, Aaron Michaels, our friend Robert Diaz down in Houston, Texas, and Jody Coward's Twisted Perspective is coming to Rose Park in Abilene, Texas on October the 21st. We are being sponsored by Grace and Mercy Community Church there in Abilene on Grape Street, and also our home church of Oasis Community Church located in Muskogee, Oklahoma. I do apologize that it has taken me so long to get this final third episode of remodeling out to you guys, but this Abilene project has consumed a lot of my time. I've made hundreds and hundreds of phone calls. Uh, Lots of connections had to be made. But anyway, God made ways where there were no ways. And this thing is actually going to happen on October 21st. So Abilene, Texas, I got a question for you. Are you ready for a day of fire and hope to come to Abilene? So I do want to start off today's episode with a recap of 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 8 through 26. Our Shunammite woman, she had remodeled her home to accommodate the prophet Elisha. Elisha had promised this woman after she had taken such good care of him that she would have a child within the coming year. She indeed does bring forth a son, and in a few years, 
of the child's birth, this promised son dies. The woman has a servant take her all way to see Elisha. And this is where I want to pick up our story today. And I'm going to paraphrase most of it so that we can get to the point I want us to get to today. In verse 27, our Shunammite woman falls at the feet of Elisha, screaming at him, Didn't I tell you not to promise this to me? Saying, I didn't ask you for this. I didn't ask you for this son, and you deceived me, and now my child is dead. Elisha immediately tells his servant Gehazi to take his staff, Elisha's staff, and lay it across the dead boy's face. Gehazi does as instructed, but this child is still dead. The prophet then comes to the room, and then he goes into where this child is, which is the exact same bed that the woman had set up for Elisha to sleep on. Elisha stretches himself out on top of this dead boy's body. The body then becomes warm. And it's at this point that Elijah gets up off of this warm body and he proceeds to walk back and forth in the house. He then goes right back into our remodeled room. And again, Elisha lays upon the dead boy's body. And suddenly, hey, don't you like the suddenlies of God? I love the suddenlies of God. But suddenly this child sneezes seven times. And then he opens his eyes and he has come back to life. Glory to God. Now I want us to look at a few things right here. Number one, what is the significance of the staff of Elisha and what does it represent? In biblical times, a staff was a symbol that distinguished one person who was different from everybody else. A prophet, for example. It was a symbol of power, a symbol of his authority. So when Elisha had this servant lay his staff on the boy's head, it's my belief that he was letting death know that Elisha was coming and would be operating in the power and in the authority of Almighty God. Elisha then, he lays upon the boy's body to transfer the life-giving presence of God into this boy. And as I stated previously in one of our earlier episodes, in the Old Testament times, the Holy Spirit rested only on the prophets. Now, at times, the Spirit would come upon certain people, but for the most part, the Holy Spirit rested upon the prophets. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God, and we have that presence that lives within us today. So let's wrap all this up. I do want to warn you, though, that what I'm about to say very well might step on your toes here. But please keep in mind, my purpose is to help you and not to hurt you. It is certainly not my intention to hurt or offend anybody. But I assure you that it is my intention to help you move closer to God. Amen? Now, most people have received a promise from God, but not the fulfillment of that promise. And perhaps it's been years. Perhaps you're feeling as though the promise has died. And maybe even you feel as though God might have forgot about you. Maybe you feel a lot like Joseph, betrayed by your family, thrown into a pit. People have lied about you, and you feel as though the enemy has surrounded you on every side with no way of escape for you. 
Maybe you've been through a long, dark season where all of your circumstances are exactly the opposite of what God has promised to you. Maybe you feel like the enemy has lost everybody's address but yours. And maybe, much like this Shunammite woman, just maybe God's promise lays dead on your lap. Brothers and sisters, don't be like some people in the church today. Do not allow your circumstances or anything or anyone to stop you from chasing after the presence of Jesus. Jesus did say that he was the way, the truth, and the life. So take whatever has died inside of you to the very source of life, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Please learn this lesson from our Shunammite woman. She ran to the presence of God and she would not be denied. We have been given all the authority and all the power that the name of King Jesus and his blood carries. Much like Elisha's staff, Jesus is our staff. He is our power. He is our authority. And it is in the name of Jesus that we have that power and authority. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please don't be what I'm starting to call a counterfeit Christian. Uh, you might call him a casual Christian. Don't be a church's normal type of Christian. Just don't play church. Brothers and sisters, we got to be the church. And in order to be the church, we're going to have to seek after the presence of Jesus. And what we'll find is that we'll set ourselves up for life-changing encounters with the King of all kings. And that is exactly what our Shunammite woman had done. That encounter with Jesus is what enables us to operate and walk in the power that he gave us. Counterfeit Christians say the right things. Casual Christians say the right things. But they do not operate in any power. And as Jesus said, your traditions are what make the word of God of no effect. Brothers and sisters, please hear my heart. I know that this is not a tickle your ears kind of word. But dadgummit, we got to discern the days that we are living in. These are the last of the last days. I like to think of it like this, like it's the last two minutes of a basketball game in the middle of March Madness. We don't have any time longer at all left to waste on church as normal, guys. The church or the ecclesia of Jesus. I'd like to challenge you to look that word up, ecclesia, because it will not mean what you think church means. But this church is not interested in a miracle here or a miracle there and a few goosebumps or a Sunday service as usual service. No, no, this new normal is the church of Jesus Christ. This is the church that is operating the way the early church did, operating in the miracles and the signs and the wonders that Jesus said we would and at the power of the name of Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, the only way for this to become a reality in our lives is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to have that power, we must seek him, and not just the blessings that we think that we need. And yes, I understand we very well might need a blessing, and we might need Jesus to meet that need or this need or whatever. But what I'm saying is this. Why would you want to settle for a blessing 
when you can completely have the one who holds all the blessings. I want us to chase after God like we've never chased after God before. This is a time in the history of the world that we must do that. No longer can we play church as normal. Please hear my heart. I'd like to close with this. I would like to thank Chaotic Resemblance for allowing me and our team to use their song, Jesus is King, on this series of remodeling. Guys, we're going to be praying for you as you go over to Germany next month in October. I want you guys to know I greatly appreciate you letting me use that song. I love that song. I loved you guys the other night at Oasis Church, too. That was an awesome service. And Father, I would like to offer this prayer up to everybody listening within the sound of my voice. Father, I anoint them in the blood of Jesus. I ask that great walls of fire and glory be encompassed all about them. I ask you, Father, to illuminate their minds and to enlighten the eyes of their understanding. I ask you, Father, to set upon them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, in the knowledge of who they are in Jesus and who Jesus is to them. I give you praise. I give you thanks for it, Father, all in the precious name of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, guys, hopefully we'll have our next episode published before we go to Abilene, Texas. That service is October 21st. Uh, this is going to be an episode where we're going to go discover if you can tell somebody 10 things about Jesus. And no, I didn't say 10 things that he's done for you. But I did say 10 things about Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, know that we love you. We're praying for you. And Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. Astounded by your love, diffuse the fragrance of you everywhere I go. I want the world to know. Tear out my rights and flesh. I thirst for holiness. I want to know you more. Let my life sing praise to my King, to my King. Let my heart be filled with the song of your glory. When words aren't even spoken. Jesus is King, Jesus is King. A bride without blemish, you long for faithfulness, unspotted, undefiled, pruning you
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. We pray that today's discussion was a tremendous blessing to you. We want to say thank you to three amazing young men of God, Logan, James, and Travis, who are chaotic resemblance from Proto, Oklahoma. Thank you guys for allowing us to use your song. The name of that song is Jesus is King. You can learn more about these mighty men of God on Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, and Spotify. I want to give a big shout out to my friend, my brother, and my producer, Ted Ackerman. Ted, I greatly appreciate you, bro. Hey guys, be sure to download our episodes, click our like button or the heart button, and share us with your friends and your family. Oh, oh, and hey, one more thing before we go. Please send us your prayer request or your comments at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D 59 at gmail.com. May God bless you. And until next time, remember Revelation 12:11. It says, we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Hallelujah to Jesus.